Welcome, listeners, to Five Questions, a critical mass for the visual arts podcast in which we ask five questions of our interviewees aimed at positioning and contextualizing their respective bodies of work within the St. Louis art world. This time we're talking with Gretchen Wagner. Gretchen is a curator, art historian, and writer based in St. Louis. She has completed projects featuring modern and contemporary art at institutions internationally, including the St. Louis Art Museum, Museum of Modern Art, Pulitzer Arts Foundation, Wheels Center, the Art Cosmopolitan, Shelley and Donald Rubin Foundation, International Print Center, New York, Tang Teaching Museum and Art Gallery in Skidmore College, and Williams College Museum of Art, among others. Her projects explore diverse themes, including the investigation of global abstraction and conceptualism, art and the environment, and the intersection of public and institutional space. Wagner holds degrees in art history from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and Williams College. So I'm here with uh, with Gretchen Wagner. Thanks for joining us for the for the interview. Um, we're going to ask. Thanks for having you, me. Oh yeah, of course. We're going to have these five questions that are like we said before we started. They're a little different for you because of your role as a curator. So feel free to take these wherever you want. Um, the first question is just how much do you think curators and writers should be involved in shaping an artist's vision either like in the contemporary context or even shaping like what that meant historically sure sure well again thanks so much for having me this is a treat to be talking to you all so yeah how involved um curators and writers should be Um, so i encourage involvement like i think it's really important to be very in or i think it's a curator and writer's role oftentimes the same person that's doing that um it's very important part of what they do is to help artists shape what they're doing but i in a in a support role Mm -hmm. um kind of you know it's something where it's it's just a sounding board to be there as a sounding board to be there as somebody who's um helping to shape whatever the artist would like to achieve right because i think that there's a lot of there are a number of spaces that an artist might not be um you know as aware of how to um how they should navigate those spaces sometimes that's right the the space of words right the the written bait the written you know the written piece or the exhibition space like you know it's one thing to go into um to have an idea in your head or even have it on paper of how an exhibition should look but once you get into the architectural space that can completely you know I have worked at times with artists who, you know, needed to really have somebody there helping them navigate through that space and and all of the extra added components of what goes into putting an exhibition together in terms within an institution. Yeah. Right. Um, There's so many players involved in that and what that looks like. So I find it that the curators, you know, need to be engaged in that kind in that sounding board and support role so that whatever the artist chooses to present is shaped in a way that um, is most advantageous to what they want to achieve. (laughs) And sometimes all those roles kind of intermix. Like, you know, sometimes artists are much more astute and they may have had a lot more exposure to working in at institutions than the curator might have. So, right, so the two kind of, you know, maybe might, um, there might be a range of involvement that goes on depending on the context. But I think as long as it's a really open and supportive relationship 
that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends. Sometimes you think it will and it doesn't. Sometimes you don't expect it to happen and it does. And that's where it's really energizing for me personally as a curator, because then all of a sudden you're really, you're, you're, you're seeing you're building something together, which is the artist's vision. Yeah. And that's a really special process to be part of. Uh, so the next question is, where should art live, particularly art that has, you know, um, we'll say like central cultural significance for a particular moment? Where should where it should live? So that can be literal or figurative. Where an artist's work, or where art yeah. should live or, in general. Or, or even, even just like the context of your work. Because, okay. I mean, we were talking before we started, like, you know, institutions and how institutions function. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's come out of pandemic in general is that there's sort of more of a so you have institutions but then you also have people's taking elements of those institutions into their everyday life either through oh here's a cat who's just joined the chat sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you can take that question wherever you want yeah okay gosh um coming from the mindset of someone who has trained in quite say traditional art historical or had gone through quite traditional art historical training um, and curatorial training you know there's that the knee-jerk reaction is that you know art must you know must be placed an institution for its life to be preserved and cared for and live on and and speak to generations down the road and represent a cultural moment for eternity um and there's part of me that loves that. Like, I love the archive. I have done all kinds of work in archives and love objects and think deeply about materiality of objects. But then the other part of me absolutely uh, adores the ephemeral <laughs> and that something could just exist for, you know, a brief moment as a um, action in a space in, a, in that same institution or somewhere out in the, you know, out in the world and, you know, have an audience of two. Right. Um, well, and you're, you do so much work with, with prints. And so, like, the impetus there is you can't own a painting initially, right? Like, you can't own this painting, but you could own an etching of the painting or, you, or something else by the artist. Yeah, yeah. And there's an openness... I've always been drawn to the ideas of, um, or the the concept of art in multiple or art in circulation. Yeah. Um, and the the work that I've I've done and been interested in, and um, absolutely. So there's that idea that there's not like a pre- there doesn't have to be a preciousness about things. Um, it can exist. Um, it can be very accessible. But I think that also dives down into um, other work that I've done. And specifically in the in the world of art that is produced with accessibility in mind mm-hmm. or interactivity in mind, is that it's you know had it's dovetailed a lot with performance um, and sound and music and other and other cultural formats yeah. and uh, creative formats. And so as a result, it always kind of bounces against the wall of the, <laughs> like up against and trying to break down the walls of the kind of traditional art. Um, the white cube. Yeah, the yeah. white cube or yeah, the museum context. Mm-hmm. And I like exploring those edges. That's been something that I've been really interested in throughout my work to some success 
sometimes success, sometimes not, because you're always kind of bumping up against, um, you know, there's, there are, there are um, restrictions that you have to, you know, work against, and sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't adhere to kind of this idea of the precious, or the preciousness, or the necessarily the value, and, yeah. and, and that, um, although I know it's certainly the backbone of a lot of how we operate in the art world and that's you know that's fair i i acknowledge that i work with that sure uh it's a balance you know so right right because we all we all have to eat that's yes exactly (laughs) exactly uh so could you you talked about it a little bit already but could you distill your like curatorial viewpoint yeah, it's a great question, bringing it all together. <laughs> so I think my curatorial viewpoint, I think from the start, has really from some of the first shows that I put together, was to present present voices that have been less heard, present voices that are underrepresented, or and make space for them. Mm-hmm. So that's just... Um, driven a lot of my um, writing and my scholarship and and how I approach when I'm in the more institutional setting in collections even you know like okay what are the edges of these uh, collections that haven't been brought forward and brought into the light recently and why not fascinated by you know why is that what's what you know was it uh you know political trends was it fashion what uh, you know what what is this and how does that play into the story of the work itself and Mm -hmm. I try to kind of unearth that a bit and expose that I don't know sometimes I think some parts of the history that are less discussed within exhibition context it's more and more now of course that's happening especially with the reassessment and the um, revisioning that's that's been going on um, in the cure especially the contemporary art world uh, 20th and 21st century art right now of looking at you know work by artists of color have been historically underrepresented and and so forth you know that's definitely happening but at the start of my career that was not necessarily the case and I feel like that more and more is about bringing the archive into the picture of the exhibition is um is something that's um interesting so anyhow that I so yeah really looking for that um in my in my own work um um, but then also one thing that you know my viewpoint that I really come into my projects with is uh, this idea of like challenging the status quo a bit like always trying to see like okay how can we go after something can we try something new in this context whatever has been set forth and and where where could that take us as an institution as an artist as a public as an educational you know opportunity or or um so yeah you have actually answered this question, but I'm yeah. going to ask it anyway, and then you can just add anything sure. if you want to. Sure. So the next question is just, what are your uh, sort of top priorities or concerns as a curator? So one thing I always try to achieve with um, the exhibitions that I put together is to connect the artist or the work with the audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm there... I am present, but I'm 
somewhat invisible, have an invisible role. And it's really about being the, the individual or whatever the entity that, that is in the equation that just makes sure that that bridge has been made between what is presented and the, the audience. Because the audience, you know, and again, I'm coming from a frame of mindset of being within an institution, right? Because a museum, university, gallery, really where it's about engaging with a community. Mm-hmm. And if you don't put, you know, if, if you put a show together that doesn't inspire engagement or inspire um, curiosity or somebody's imagination or excitement or just general like you know general just energy that that I mean from the very smallest like oh that's interesting to like oh my god I want to go back five times mm-hmm. I just don't think that you're you're doing your your job because I don't know what those institutions are there for if that's not yeah if that's not what it is and so I work and that's when I say I try to push up against the kind of status quo because sometimes I find that that's forgotten about it's so much more about demonstrating a knowledge base or demonstrating a prestige of some sort displaying like a cultural capital of the institution yeah, yeah. something of that to, towards that maybe you know or you know maybe not certainly not maybe in like more overt way but but it it gets the interesting story like i like thinking about shows as as narratives that i'm writing that mm-hmm. stories that it has that can have an arc of some i mean i don't you know it doesn't have to follow like a very traditional format but something where kind of there's a pacing to it and all of that mm-hmm. and i love doing that I, I i want to see an audience be able to really dive in and um be interested in that um so that's a priority of mine mm-hmm. and but then also a priority of mine has um over the years as I've just been in the business longer, is to make sure that institutions, whether it's the classroom, whether it's exhibition space, whether it's the museum itself, is to just make them really um, healthy and supportive places for the individuals that work there or engage with them to be. Um, Because I think that is something that is not necessarily the priority sometimes, (laughs) because work just has to get done. But but I think that that's something as we are seeing more and more that that's something that's maybe not been attended to, that they haven't been the most healthy and supportive over the years. And that needs to definitely be brought into the equation because um, uh, we're seeing what some of the effects are. And yeah. it's not great. <laughs> no. Well, you're talking about, you know, uh, we were talking about it before the podcast started, just some of the sort of renaissance of particularly like black artists in St. Louis specifically. And around those conversations, you folks talk a lot about alienation from institutions because of not seeing themselves or their concerns reflected in collections or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's like a very important contribution. Sorry, this cat is... Time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's... Um, yeah. And, and then so I guess the, the oh, last... Oh, I just wanted to add oh, yeah, kind please. of the, to that. that but, but I'm really thinking of like a really even, you know, almost kind of fundamental 
kind of root of appreciation of work and how careers can be cultivated and and mentored and and really brought up in a spirit of generosity Mm -hmm. um, within institutions and um, and I think that that yes that absolutely plays into to race um, to gender everything that has not been as readily included um, in over time but it's just in terms of just how institutions um, structure themselves that that cultivation needs to become more into the equation because it's a as we know it's a tough gig right mm-hmm. it's not you know the monetary rewards are not great there are not you know there's not a museum on every corner there's not an art school on every corner and and it's tough it's a tough gig and and i think the more that we can do to you know really acknowledge that and realize that that imposes stress on people and that we can help each other more in acknowledging that and holding each other up that I think it it will um, lead to a lot of great things mm-hmm. um, so that's that's something that I yeah again I, I try to um, now as um, really think about a lot when I enter projects yeah and so the last question is what is your end game and you've led very organically into that as well so <laughs> my end game um so where i see this all headed yeah, that oh sure. gosh uh, um oh gosh i love exploring give me a new context that i want to explore you know like it presented to me in like a pro a new problem to to, to address or think through i'm i'm headed there right mm-hmm. like it you know even though it might be off the beaten path from where i thought i was going you know i think that that's really great so for me yeah end game i think the end game um is to leave this profession um in a better place than when I came in right like you know whatever that leaving is you know at the end of my life I guess but um yeah to have seen artists thrive I mean when I when I've seen artists that I worked with early on in their career and even when it was like I had just had a conversation at a party and I was like gosh that was cool I really like and I saw you a couple times you know out and about or whatnot but we never got to work together shucks Mm -hmm. that sucked because of whatever you know circumstances we just didn't but they end up you know literally I won't hear for you know I've had examples where you know I won't hear for somebody for 10 years and then all of a sudden I see that they're they're doing something they kind of come back into my you know my 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 frame of vision and I am so happy for them because mm-hmm. that is just like to see that they continue on and that our conversation, although we couldn't have, you know, maybe the full project, that ultimately the conversation and what they were doing is continuing and they're, you know, um, continuing um, their mission and what they and what yeah. they want to put out there in the world. Um, I think that that for me is one of the really um, meaningful, meaningful things that I've um, 
that I always the kind of the, the surprise that comes out of nowhere that just like makes it that's like <laughs> kind of the payoff yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah I mean sure you know like to do projects and to absolutely they're great they're like to, to publish to do projects yeah. and things like that but when I see at the end of or or an intern an intern who has you know did a bang up job and you know and they kind of that when you worked with them and and then you know they go off it out and they they end up you know in some other city but are you know doing their thing and mm -hmm. and just keeping that network flowing that is like the best and um and i hope that what i contribute um will continue to like yeah just kind of keep that keep that flowing mm -hmm. and that's a big a big part of where if that's all <laughs> if that's all that there is at the end I'd like that that is um, that's would be very meaningful for me yeah, yeah absolutely well those are the questions Gretchen thank you for joining us we appreciate it yeah yeah thanks so much for having me and this was this is great <laughs> Five Questions is a program by Critical Mass for Visual Arts, a nonprofit self-formed visual arts collaborative dedicated to promoting, enhancing, and initiating contemporary visual art in the St. Louis region. You can pick up this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at criticalmassart.org slash five questions, on Twitter at criticalmassstl, and on Instagram at criticalmassart. This episode was with Gretchen Wagner and me, your host, Joe Colburn. It was edited by Sarah Hammond and produced by Brett Williams.